0: This is a summary on the first Ekev, Sicha, The Sicha Yitzchelek, Yud, dalid. The Rebbe here is connecting his discussion with the yard site of the Rebbe's father, Rebbe Levi on Chof Av. And the Rebbe's father was extremely active in his activities against the communists and spreading Yiddishkeit, Judaism, And in 1939, in Stalinist Russia, he was finally, the law, so to speak, caught up to him. He spent a year in prison, and then he was sent off to a distant place to be exiled without any fellow Jews, without anyone, a place where you go to suffer, a place deep in Kazakhstan, and uh, where he spent the next few years, and he passed away in the summer of 1944 over there. And... What it speaks about in this week's parsha, which connects to a yard site, is that it talks about the death of Aaron, one of the greatest leaders of the Jewish people, the partner of Moshe Rabbeinu. And Aaron passes away, and it's juxtaposed with the story of the breaking of the tablets, that when Moshe came down the mountain, he saw the Jewish people serving the idol, the golden calf, he broke the tablets. And the Talmud learns, the Gemara learns from there... The Jerusalem Talmud, to be precise, the Tractate of Yuma, that what? That it's difficult, the death of the righteous is difficult before the Almighty, before God, like the breaking, like the shattering of the Luchis. Now it's interesting. The Luchos, you would think, is an extremely negative event. Moshe Rabbeinu smashed the Jews, Jewish people are not worthy of receiving the Ten Commandments as they were written by God himself. The Luchos, a very negative thing. And you could say, therefore, the death of tzaddikim is also a negative thing, very difficult, very sad. However, we find an interesting thing in Jewish law that when the Jews went out to war to conquer the land of Israel, They carried with them an ark with the broken, shattered pieces and shards of the luchos, of the tablets. And the question arises, why would you try to bring up that memory in a time when you're trying to be victorious? We should try to suppress the memory of the greatest sin of Jewish history, of the golden calf. Why would you go out to war? So clearly it's time to change our paradigm and the meaning of what comes to mind when you look at the shattered luchos, at the broken luchos, that it's a positive idea, which it recalls, which it brings to mind. And therefore, by extension, the death of a tzaddik also points to something positive and meaningful and powerful and potent. And in, in fact, there's precedent for this, that even though the Gemara in the Yerushalmi uses the term <laughs> and it's difficult, we find that the Gemara says that a shidduch a making a marriage is very difficult. Kasha, it's difficult before God. And it says it's difficult like the crossing of the Amsuf, the splitting of the sea. So we see that the word difficult doesn't have to have a negative connotation. We have to reimagine the meaning of this statement of our sages. And the explanation is the following. It will, it will be is alluded to in the very question of how could Moshe break the Luches. The Taita testifies... That not only was the writing inscribed by Hashem, by God Almighty himself, but that the tablets themselves were holy, were from heaven, were godly, were spiritual. So the question arises that, okay, how do you break the tablets, which are godly? It's like, imagine us throwing down a Torah scroll. God forbid, every Jewish person shudders at the thought, goosebumps, fill your entire body at the notion that, 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 that when you imagine the thought of something happening how much more so the, the tablets how could Moshe throw it down so we have the answer already brought, given to us in the Medrash a very famous Medrash where it says in it says that the Moisha saw the letters as he's coming down the mountains and saw the Jews dancing around the idol he saw the words and the letters written on the tablets floating in the ear and going away from the tablets. And the Rebbe actually explains that it, you know, it's it the physical engravement of the stones didn't leave. It's part of the tablets. But any spiritual content, any power, the power of Hashem that he that he etched the, these words in was floating away. And Moisha saw it floating away, and therefore it had no holiness. And he threw it down and smashed it. But the question is that the Torah testifies that not only was the writing holy and godly. The luches themselves, the tablets themselves were holy. So still, how could he throw down the Luchis? And the answer is something incredibly powerful. The explanation is that the Luchis become identified with the letters and that becomes their entire identity. There's such a concept even in Jewish law and halacha that when a vessel has a certain use, the moment it ceases to have that use, even if you could find another use for it, then the impurity leaves in other words if something becomes impure then you could put it into a mikveh or you could break it to the point that it's no longer considered a vessel or there are, or there are earthenware vessels for example there are things which cannot become purified in a mikveh those have the same law though that if they're shattered or if they're broken they become pure what is considered the breaking of the vessel the destruction of the vessel when it can no longer have the function that it was envisioned to have, that it was envisioned to be. And therefore, once the luchis were given this extended holiness, this much higher level of holiness of having the letters written and inscribed in them, and that becomes their entire identity. So when the letters leave, it's not that the luchis themselves retain some other level of holiness. They completely lose their identity. Why? Because they have become identified with the letters they are actually have the same level of sanctity as the letters. And if the letters are gone, then everything is gone. Then you have nothing. If you don't have the letters, you have nothing. A very powerful idea. And therefore, when the letters flew away, Moshe was able to smash the Luchais. And this is why they brought out the Luchais when they were going out into battle to remind themselves of this very powerful idea. In Judaism... You could only go out to fight a war, to conquer the land of Israel, if you did not have any sins. The moment a Jew had a sin, for example, they spoke between putting on the tefillin shalyad and the tefillin shodesh, the hand tefillin and the head tefillin, and they didn't make a new blessing, they had to be sent back immediately. You can't have such a person in the military. It's a danger to the entire military. Everyone, the, the when you came to be drafted, the question was, do you have any sins on your hands? That was the... That was the real uh, the real question that was, uh, that was important to deal with. So when you're dealing with these Jews who are going to conquer the land of Israel, they have to know, they have to realize what they're doing, that you're going to conquer the land of Israel, the entirety of the land of Israel. If there's a part of Israel that hasn't been conquered yet, they're now going out to war. And if you think about it, what they're going to do really is not just Israel, they're really to conquer the world because you're fighting an enemy, clearly. And the Jews make an ultimatum that either you— Become righteous Gentiles. You accept upon yourselves the Seven Noahite Laws, and then we'll let you live, and then we can then you can be under the rule of the Holy Land, or we'll destroy you. But it's it's either going to be the rule of God, or 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 going to be no rule. That's that was that moment in history. Nowadays, we're not able to do that for a number of reasons. Part of it is that we're not on the spiritual level to be able to do this. But this is the idea of conquering the land of Israel. Uh, And and it's so critical and vital for the Jews to understand that if there's a higher level of holiness that they have not yet attained, they have to realize that in comparison to that higher level of holiness, everything they did till now is nothing. And the moment they get that higher level of holiness, they will have been transformed into a whole different being, a whole different Jewish people, a whole different world, a whole different level. And that's why they look at the luchis, because they look at the shards of the luchis and they say, how could the luchis have been broken? And the answer is because they have become identified with the letters, and without the letters, they're nothing. And the, these Jews come to the realization that without conquering this extra part of Israel, this part of Israel which hasn't been conquered yet, without transforming the world, we are nothing. It's time to have a paradigm shift to go out of ourselves and to connect with God who is truly infinite, and therefore you can have infinite leaps. And in comparison to the level that we're going to be tomorrow, where we are today is nothing. And this is the same thing that happens when a tzaddik passes away. That a tzaddik's entire identity becomes his neshama, his soul, his fear of God, his love of God, his spiritual life is his life. And what happens when a tzaddik passes away, it's actually different than when a regular person passes away. Because being that a tzaddik's entire identity is identified with his spirituality, there is no physical reality to a tzaddik. His entire reality during his lifetime has become spiritual. His body itself has become spiritual. Therefore, that is what death really is. That there's... That the death for a tzaddik is a surge of spirituality that he's that he's accomplished his mission on earth. He's completed the puzzle. He's he's not a day of his life has been wasted, and there's such a surge of energy that he moves to the next level in his journey. But the body itself has once you become so spiritual. The, uh, the the thing becomes identified with spirituality, and therefore the body which is left behind at the moment of death is analogous to the broken shards of the luchos. That there is no nothing left behind. the The entire identity of the tzaddik has left because the entire identity of the tzaddik has become identified with spiritual and this is what happens on a yard side is why we celebrate a yard side that even though it's sad that it goes up on a higher level every day even in in heaven however a yard side is a quantum leap a paradigm shift a completely a complete jump uh, which happens on a yard site and uh, so that is the complete relevance to the story of the Luchais and to the story of Rebleviitzcockk Levi Rebbe's father, who sacrificed his life and suffered in the most cruel way, then surely um, his death, which was Al-Kiddush Hashem for the sanctification of God's name, was a quantum leap, an ultimate surge of energy. And he takes all those who connect with him, with the Rebbe Yitzchak, and study his Torah, on all that entire journey that he's on, he takes us all together with him and together with the Rebbe.